What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you this week. Not only do we drink and review some delicious beers, but I go over the Arizona Craft Beer Awards. Well, so a third of the awards. I go through all the categories, but just who won gold in each category. Um, I think it's significant that Arizona Craft Breweries are recognized and uh, awarded for doing such great work because. You know, you hear a lot of the hype breweries coming out of, you know, the Northeast, um, even the Southeast, the Midwest, of course, California, um, the Pacific Northwest. But down here in the Southwest, in Arizona, there are some pretty fucking good craft breweries out here. And so they decided to uh, have their annual, I hope it's annual, (laughs) craft beer awards in Glendale, Arizona. I was not able to go. I talk about it later on. Um, so yeah, really happy to talk about that. Uh, and for those of you who are already cringing that Christmas is, uh, being thrust upon us by marketing and corporations, uh, we do go over some Christmas stuff, but it's more nostalgia, nostalgia, uh, Christmas memories, if you will. So that's kind of fun. And at the very end, of course, we talk about house of the dragon episode 10, the finale of season one. And the big cliffhanger at the end. So, you know, if you want to hear that, cool. If not, you could skip right past it because right after that, we talk about our favorite football team, the 49ers, and the electrifying Christian McCaffrey, a.k.a. CMC. Uh, before we even get to the plug, before I even get to the plugs, I do want to plug two events that are coming up. Uh, the first one is Red, White, and Brew. That is at Ground Control Craft food and drink in Litchfield Park, Arizona. They have it every year in November. Uh, It's really good time out. They have a bunch of breweries there giving out beer, some food. And that's my buddy Ian. Uh, He's doing it every year. Just go to the ground control, either Instagram or the website to purchase tickets to the event. Also, I want to mention the Copper State Beer Festival happening January 14th. Yours truly will be there. Uh, perhaps Horse or Chromatic, we're still trying to work out the logistics of him coming out to that event. But for sure, I will be there. I will have a booth there and I will have uh, people coming, stopping by, uh, talking about beer on the podcast. It's going to sound better this year because I already made a, um, I'm going to have a better equipment. Let's put it that way. I'll have better equipment out there. It's going to be a great time. Uh, go to the Copper State Beer Festival, either their Instagram or their, their website. To buy tickets, tickets are available right now as we speak. Uh, When I recorded this podcast, I did not know that there were tickets. Either that or they weren't available as of yet. But as of right now, November 3rd, um, their Instagram indicates that there are tickets available now to go to the Copper State Beer Festival, the second annual. And so really uh, excited about that. Really happy to be a part of it again because I had a great time last time. Um, I talked to Joe. Uh, one of the organizers of the event, and he admitted to me, you know, they made some mistakes, you know, or things that they can improve upon this year. I told him I made mistakes too. Um, I think uh, because it was my first time as well. So he and I are both uh, students of uh, our our own game. So um, he says there's going to be, I don't know what improvements he can make because I thought it was a fabulous uh, event last year. So I know what I could do better. Like (laughs) number one, better equipment. So yeah, buy your tickets, uh, show up, uh, come say hi. Um, I will have some uh, some stickers, some coasters 
I, I think I'm going to design uh, some new stickers. So I'll have the old ones. I'll have the new ones. And I have, man, I still have to get out some, uh, some stickers to some people. I don't even know if they fucking want them anymore. They're probably like, fuck cold brew. Fuck Greg and cold brew. Fucking bastard. <laughs> Either way, I'm still going to send it to them. I might wait now. If I'm going to design some new stickers, I, I might have to wait and send them some new ones. Maybe as an apology. If they still listen, I apologize. You'll get your stickers and the new ones too. So, all right, uh, enough of me blabbing away. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. And maybe soon I'll get hop, hop back on Twitter. Um, eight bucks a month. I think I can swing that. Maybe I get a blue check mark from uh, good old Elon Musk. All right, so without further ado, because this is a big, long fucking ado, it's time for another cold brew. your pre-recorder from cold brew studios i am greg he is sorcerer chromatic and we're here to talk about beer yes we are how you doing this week man uh not bad it was a, a tough week because uh well the way the Niners lost but uh they redeemed themselves this week so that's looking, true looking forward looking forward to this week you ready for halloween though i think that's the more important question oh yeah are the uh, the girls ready for Halloween? Is Halloween ready for me? <laughs> Eso, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it it sucks that's on a Monday though for for us working working folk. Yeah, yeah, it should be one of those holidays at the day. You know, that should be like the, the last Saturday of the month or something. Hey, you create a petition, I'll sign it, bro. Let's do it. See you on board, Senator. <laughs> what are your girls uh, dressing up as uh, for Halloween? The uh, okay, so for those of you uh, listeners that know, cool. But for those of you newer listeners or listeners that may have forgot, no biggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have two girls. One is almost one years old. That's the younger one. The older one is closer to three than she is two and a half. Okay. So. The older one was going to be Crow at the Ville. And the younger one's going to be a Dalmatian puppy. Now, okay. my wife and I are going to be Jasper and Horace. Although <laughs> that, that, that was for a, uh, a Halloween party that actually got canceled. So mm. we're not sure if we're going to dress up. When we can. Gotcha. The girls will be dressed up for sure. But as far as uh, the whole family costume, I'm not sure if we're still doing that. Oh, okay. All right. So the girls are going to be uh, Cruella and a Dalmatian. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pongo or Purdy? Spot. <laughs> All right, then. What are the uh, uh, Anheuser Busch uh, Dalmatians, right? Oh, yeah. We got her Clyde Dillon, are we? Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, for her, uh, her stroller, is it Clyde's deal? Yeah. It's the uh the Hannaheiser Bush uh, uh wagon. <laughs> uh, right on man. Uh, and you guys just gonna go around the neighborhood, you're gonna go to uh any anywhere else? Like uh 
to the Rose Garden because they have they they give out the best candies I hear. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, um, you know, last year there wasn't a lot of houses open in our block, but at the same time, mm. last year we uh we did have a, a Halloween party. Like we got home and had to rush home for run, run for trick or treating. Yeah. This year we're gonna gonna kind of go early, maybe uh you know, pretty much the neighborhood where we live around. Mm-hmm. That's it. But what's the new picture? Okay, all right. Um, so my daughter, she wants to be eleven from Stranger Things. Oh, and so she, she is eleven, <laughs> and she is eleven too. Yeah, right, eleven, eleven. Go figure. So I'm gonna be Jim Hopper. I'm gonna be Jim Hopper. I think he's from season three, the one where he has a Hawaiian shirt on. And uh, yeah. uh, acid. Hey, to be honest, I, I never, I, I missed the boat on that, and I never caught up. So okay. I don't need... Well, I, I'm kind of explaining like to our. Is, uh, our, uh, our listeners. Some, some, uh, I know they, they helped out some old school uh, uh, rock and roll artists by uh, by getting their songs back in the, the the top 10 of Apple or something like that. Yeah, Kate Bush and uh, and what do you call it? Uh, um, I can't... Bush. <laughs> no. Metallica. Metallica. Uh, Master of Puppets. Oh, okay. um, so I'm going to be Jim Hopper. The uh, Not the 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 sheriff Jim Hopper, but the uh, the Hawaiian shirt Jim Hopper with the uh, stonewashed jeans, and then uh, my daughter's mom's gonna be Joyce, Winona um, Ryder's character. So we're gonna be running around uh, Stranger Things, going around the neighborhood, and their neighborhood's really good. They have a lot of people who participate, and so my daughter would get too much candy, and we really have to only go around like three blocks, and her bag will be like um, too heavy to carry. Drag it, yeah. Yeah, she'll be dragging the yeah, exactly. Halloween's always fun, and uh, especially for the kids because they love candy. And why, why not? Uh, you know, go around and get some candy. Exactly. All right, but but if Halloween for, were for oh, us folks, is yeah. Also, for for disclaimer, um, my my daughter like it's a Halloween party. The the older one she goes to their preschool, mm-hmm. and the older the for all. You know, it's a Halloween parade or whatever. Oh um, yeah. Although they they can't call it that. Whatever. What I'm going to say is, she's got a school costume. And it, it's Cinderella. So it's going to be Cinderella during the day, and then we're going to transform her. The costume parade. Yeah. There you go. Costume parade. <laughs> oh, Cinderella, nice. The character parade or whatever. <laughs> the Disney uh, Main Street uh, parade. There you go. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, so. Uh, yeah, so we're we're kind of in, interested in how she's gonna react because we're gonna um we're gonna paint her hair, you know, with the with the hairspray paint. Oh yeah, yeah, I got that Cause, too because you know, I got some gray, so I wanted to be just brown. So I got some uh, some fake spray paint. And are you gonna transition to keep that look going? <laughs> right, and just keep going. It, it is by Clairol, so you know maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're interested in how she's gonna react to. Uh, to her oh yeah she might like it she might want you want you to do it every day right that's the, that's the nightmare right there <laughs> you know what but what i was trying to say was if halloween was for us is people would be giving out beer i know right so let's get to the beer but, shall but we those little, those little airplane bottles 
<laughs> I, I I've seen that meme like you know go to the liquor store and say trick or treat and see if they'll give you one of those. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about our beers that we have for the show. So today I have from our good friends at Abnormal Beer Company. They're out of San Diego, California, and today I have their Eddie's Last Shred. For those of you out there who do watch Stranger Things, that's uh, in reference to Eddie Munson from uh, from the Stranger Things uh, series. Um, this Eddie's last shred. Here is the write-up uh, that I got from Untapped. Eddie Munson, like us, is as abnormal as they come. We brewed this popular beer style for an unpopular heroic le- rebel. Unlike the renowned Mosaic Hop, Eddie deserved more recognition and justice than he got. You won't have to sacrifice your taste buds with this well-balanced, fruit-forward IPA. Like the master of puppets, this beer is pulling your strings, twisting your mind, and fulfilling your dreams. So it is a IPA, American-style IPA, at 6.6% ABV with an IBU rating of 40. So without further ado... Pop off. What do you got? I have from our friends from Ghost Town Brewing mm. out of Oakland, California. Their cave dweller, the West Coast Pilsner. Whoa, all right, right, nice. Yeah, so it's a simple recipe of Pilsner malt and mosaic hops. May seem primitive to the foolish and ignorant. But we know its snappy melodies of mixed berries, subtle malt, and crisp bubbles are perfect. I feel it. Abandon the boredom and vain uh, pretenses of our civilization. Cave Dweller has a forgotten world of uh, revelry and corporeal pleasure to show you. It's 5.60% ABV by volume. And without any further ado, all right, so this beer pours uh, like a almost copper color. It's very golden. Um, it's almost clear. It's pretty clear. I would say it's like 95% clear. There's a little bit of haziness to it. Can't really see my finger. I can see my finger on the other side of the glass, but it's not, um, per- it's not perfect. You know what I mean? It's like almost like barely translucent. The taste, though is very uh piney i get a lot of piney a little bit of citrus uh it's got a light mouthfeel to it and it's it's good and it's it's bitter like an american ipa uh should be but it's not wowing me right now maybe when it warms up maybe it's a little bit uh maybe it's a little bit more significant um pretty good i wouldn't say it's the best ipa ever had if this is eddie's last shred then people aren't going to remember it. <laughs> how's your, uh, how's your hoppy, uh, was it hoppy lager or hoppy pilsner, right? Right. Um, well, that's a good description of it. I got a lot of hop notes up front. Mm-hmm. Um, it's malty. It's malty. I'm sorry. Malty up front, but very, very hot dominant. Malty up front right, and party right, yeah, in the back. Is that overpowering? Very palatable. Hmm. 
All right, so we will rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show. Just search Cold Brew Podcast on your untapped app and friend us and we'll friend you back. I got a, I got a good, uh, I got a good description word on deck. Oh, okay. When we do our untapped portion. Very good. All right, cool. All right. So with that, um, that takes us to the beer news. All right, so like I mentioned last week on last week's show, the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild held their first, that I know of, their first Arizona Craft Beer Awards. And they also had a festival to it. This was uh, back on October 22nd. They had the boards the, night, the awards the night before. And then the next day on the Saturday, they had their beer festival. And it was... Right there uh, next to State, Fort State, State Farm Stadium where the Cardinals play. There's like a little park right next to it. And that's where they had it at. And Are you allowed to go? I was allowed to go. I even asked for tickets, but I decided not to go because I wanted to hang out with my daughter. Because I had been gone for so long during the summer. It wasn't, it wasn't a hard choice to make um, to choose my daughter over beer. So I did not go. Um, although I could have. And... Man, it, it, had I lived, had I still lived in, in, in the apartments over by um, Westgate, there there was been no doubt I would have went because I could have walked there. I could have fucking walked. Anyway, I'll just give you the gold in every category. Um, if you do want to see, just all you got to do is look up uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards. Um, Phoenix Magazine published them online in the American IPA category. Uh, PHX Beer Company won for their Monsoon. Uh, and in the American Fruit Beer Company, Historic Brewing Company, won for their Salt River Lager. Uh, the Fruit Wheat Beer, Oro Brewing Company, won for their Trigo Suave. <laughs> I like that one. Herb Spice Coffee Category, Desert Monks Brewing, won for their Alewives Pumpkin Pie Marzen. Now, that was significant because they did win a gold medal. Or no, not a gold medal. It won a medal. I forgot which one. Not this year's, not 2022 GABF, but 2021 GABF. Their uh, Ale's Wife Pumpkin Pie Martin won um, a medal. Uh, specialty Beer. They uh, Oso Brewing went for their Boom Dynamite. That one's really good. That's, a, I think, a grapefruit beer. Um, in the Soured Wild category hell of a brewing company went for the sour berry burst in the wood barrel age brewing uh my good friend will walterson out in uh, ad astra won for their vanilla vapor and the ad astra also won bronze for their flightway bourbon maple you had that one that's the one i brought to uh, firestone walker when we had our uh, bottle share the night before uh, okay so yeah you uh, yeah real quick what was the vanilla one that you won what category was it uh, that's the same category. There was He won gold and bronze in the same category for the wood, wood barrel-aged category. Okay, nice. Good job, Will. Good job. Fuck yeah. Um, in the lager category, Flying Bassett Brewing Company won for their El Capitan Cerveza. In the Juicy Hazy IPA, Arizona Wilderness Brewing won for their La Ciudad. And it's funny because the uh, bronze, uh, Ren House uh, Brewing won for the Spellbinder, won a bronze. What was that, like two, three years ago? They won a gold at the GABF for their juicy, uh, in the juicy, hazy category.
category. In the uh, hey, pills, real quick. yeah. Do the winners get like uh, announced on stage and give a speech and stuff? Yeah, they do get announced on stage. I don't know if they give a speech, but I, I've seen pictures. Uh, I saw pictures, and uh, that was the one last week when I talked about the the medals they won are like the Arizona State silhouette with just the mug handle on the side of it, and they're all the yeah. same. And they had like a the black and tan, uh, or no, the black and red, like lumberjack type uh, print pattern. You know, like for the 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 shirts, the yeah. you know the the checkered color. Um, that was like the lanyard uh, that went around the uh, the medal. Not a big fan of the medal uh, that they gave out, but anyway, for the uh, Pilsner and Hell's category, the Pedal House Pedal House Pilsner one. That's a fantastic beer. I've had it plenty of times. Crisp, clean. It's a perfect fucking uh, Pilsner. Um, for the Oktoberfest, um, Look Brewing. I've never heard of Look Brewing. I have to figure out where they're at. Uh, Look Brewing went for their Looktoberfest. And the Amber Stout Porter category. It's a big category, Amber Stout Porter. Oro Brewing went for their Sebastian's Porter. The Gold Blonde category, Oro Brewing went for the Inside the Park. Belgian Hef Wheat category, Grand Avenue Brewing went for their Grand Quad. And the Best in Show Went to the PHX Beer Company for their Monsoon IPA. Best Can Art Packaging. Went to Renhouse Brewing Fest Beer, which did win a gold at the GABF for their Fest Beer. So not only did they win uh, Best Can Art here in Arizona, they also won Best uh, Fest Beer. Or Best, uh, I forgot what category it was, but they did win a gold. And the Brewery of the Year in Arizona this year was... Oro Brewing out of Mesa, Arizona. So uh, awesome, man. Good for the uh, Arizona beer community to uh, showcase its own beer. Um, And those of you out there who do live in Arizona, I'm sure you've already known uh, some of these breweries. Some of you don't. There is a reason to come out to Arizona and try the beer out here. They, They do brew some pretty fucking good beer out here. Anyway, I just wanted to go through that. I thought that was uh, pretty significant and pretty fun. Good list. Pat on my back. Hey, you know what would be cool? Hmm. Like, and I'm sure it's been done, but like, I don't know how people will just pick it up, but like if, uh, like I think like, like if Will had to give a speech for, for winning. Oh, yeah. If he gave like, uh, if he gave like the Dirk Diggler speech. <laughs> Which one? The, the, the first time he won an award or the second time? The one that, I'm just going to keep rocking and rolling. Keep okay, the first one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like how many people the get it? You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like. he is a he is a, a pop culture. Uh, um, I wouldn't call him nut, but he is a pop culture fan. So he, he would uh, he would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I like that. The things we do here, they they matter. <laughs> <laughs> couple other things i'd like to mention um before we move on to the uh my favorite segment of the show um there are a couple beer festivals coming up and one of them uh i'm going to be a part of and you might be a part of we are going to be a part of the second annual copper state beer festival january 14th i believe and that's going to be out there in mesa arizona and also on november 18th uh, we're not gonna. I, I won't. Or nine, excuse me. November nineteenth. I'm not gonna be able to go because you and I are gonna be at 
our cousin's wedding, but the Red, White, and Brew Festival in Litchfield Park, Arizona at Ground Control. Uh, it's I, I forgot how many years that, but they've they've had it for a few years. It's pretty big. It's a it's a big deal out here in the in the West Valley. It's a West Valley tradition. So check it out. It's the Red, White, and Brew Festival. Um, you could buy tickets. Uh, go to the Ground Control um, Instagram site or the Ground Control website, and they'll have a link so you could buy tickets for that. Copper State uh, tickets are not available yet. I will let you know when they are available, and I will put the link on our Instagram site. So, Red, White, and Blue is in November. Red, White, and Brew, excuse me. Red, Red White, and Brew is in November, and Copper State Beer Festival is in January. All right. So now it's time for my favorite segment of cold brew. It's the cold brew list. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Let me ask you this. After Thanksgiving, what big American holidays come? After Thanksgiving? Ooh. Uh, oh, that's that uh, with the, the, the dreidel, right? And the menorah? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, that's one of them. But uh, then the it's- other one is Christmas. And then after that is Quantum. Right. <laughs> so, um. This, I have a list story that's kind of on the nostalgic uh, uh, theme, if you will. Okay. And that is uh, the toys of the 80s. Oh, shit. Because that's when you and I grew up, right? Pretty much. Most of you. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so I have a list of just 80s toys. And it's kind of just nostalgic to think of uh, stuff that was big uh, for, for 80s Christmas time. And... Uh, it doesn't have like the year exactly or how many sales units. It just had stuff. It just had the um, the. Um, We're just gonna stroll through memory lane, basically. Yeah. Okay. Toy number one. I don't remember this. <laughs> Alrighty, <laughs> I was stepping on the wrong foot. The Saturn robot by Comico. By Camco. No, I don't remember that one. It's like it's. It says like 13 inches tall. It's like a black robot. It looked like you made a robot out of Legos with the hand being the, the look like giant Lego hand. But he has like two red eyes. His feet are red. And it looks like he has rockets on top of his head. Okay. But I guess it I guess it walked really slow. Oh, I, you know what? I, I have the article right now. I see it. I But I can only imagine like he, he's got those legs that that like go one right after the other like on circles yeah you kind of like grind like here yeah there you go yeah they grind they gr- he grind walks <laughs> yeah. grinding <laughs> <laughs> all right next up the uh fisher price tape recorder it's a generic looking cassette tape recorder oh i remember that yeah i remember this one yeah i I remember not in this iteration. It was like the second or third generation. Right. Different colors. This one was like tan and brown. <laughs> yeah. So black. Exactly. 
Um, next one, a very popular one, the, the legendary Teddy Rex. Oh, yeah. You and I never had one of those, but I've seen them. So for those of that, you out that was, yeah, go ahead. That was a big deal. Oh, yeah, for those of you out that but, don't know. Because that was the thing. It, it, it played tapes, right? It, was, it Basically, it was a it was a, a bear that kind of... Uh, it was a like, tape player. Mimicked a story. Yeah, the tape player, but it kind of mimicked the, the story as it went along. We thought it was talking. Yeah, because uh, so it was a teddy bear with a tape uh, tape player on it, and you put the tape in and press play, and it just... I think it just like kind of... Uh, sense the uh the speech or, or the uh the what do you call it the uh the speech patterns and it would just mimic it with his mouth a little motor in his mouth and it would open and close his mouth just to make you think it was talking exactly next is mr frosty okay it's a uh, like a slush puppy machine or a frosty making machine. Just grind oh. ice and you have your flavor to it. Yeah, but well, we you and I had the the Snoopy one, but it was like totally different. But it was still like a, a an ice uh, treat maker, shaved ice. Right. There you go. Uh, next number five on this list is pretty uh, legendary classic, the Etch-a-Sketch. Oh yeah, that's a it, it's to this day. It still sells. You know what always took me out was people who like did really, really good like fine art with their sketch. Yeah, I've, I've seen those too. I could barely make write my name, and it's just boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, the original Care Bear, huge in the eighties. Oh yeah, well they had the cartoons and everything too. Yeah. Yep. There's more for the, there's more for girls though. I would agree with that. Yeah, because you uh, and I are boys and. There was no way like you and I would be caught dead with a Care Bear or our friends either. Not, not, that even, the, the, that. not even the mean one with the lightning bolt. <laughs> he was my favorite. Right. <laughs> the, the mean one. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Number seven, Rainbow Bright. Another classic. Oh yeah, I remember. They, she had a cartoon as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember this one. The next boy on this one was called the Boglin. I remember this one. It was like a, a rubber thing you could put on your hand, and it was like a like a like a puppet, I think. Right. Next up, a classic legendary one. Uh, what's it called? Speaking. Oh yeah, those totally made famous by uh, ET. Yeah. Next is the ELC Cozy Coop car, the classic little Pikes red and yellow car. Oh yeah, yeah. You and I never had it, but I know I know what you're talking about. Right. Bunch of iterations since since the the original. Definitely. Didn't they even paint up one of those uh, smart cars for a second? It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. It does look like it. But next up, oh, remember that comic or that cartoon mask? Mm-hmm. Well, the Boulder Hill place that the the base. Yeah, I remember because like the you press the button and the the top of the mountain would fall off. It'd be like a boulder rolling down the hill. All right. 
Is that why they got Boulder Hill out of it? Uh, maybe, maybe it's just maybe. hit you over the head with it. Some scholars say, but like Mask was like a combination of Transformers and GI Joe, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. You could have a, a like a, a vehicle that would turn into like a cooler vehicle, not fighting vehicle, <laughs> right? But there were still people in it. I had little guns. <laughs> couldn't have, couldn't have explained it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> And they fought the crime. Ritual. Yeah. No, they fought the same bad guys over and over. <laughs> right. But they're still criminals, though. Yeah. Um, number 12, another popular one. Um, that was more popular. To me, it was more popular as a cartoon than a toy. That was him and the hologram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Jim is truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Oh. All right, that's enough. <laughs> okay. Um, next one. Uh, not so much of a toy, but I guess it is. Is the Walkman. Oh, Ooh. man, yeah. Yep, I remember those. Everyone had a Sony Walkman. Like, how else are we going to listen to your cassettes? Right. You get a Sanyo? Nope. <laughs> Next on this list, um, it's so popular today because my kids have a variation of this one. Is the Glower? Oh yeah, that's more for like toddlers and infants, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit uh, before our time. Uh, Cute though. Cute little thing. Yeah, because they look sleepy already. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. Ooh, classic micro machine. Oh yeah, I saw a, a bunch of Star Wars micro machines. I think in our our parents' attic, or you know, the space above the garage. Yeah, great. Now people are going to trade break. <laughs> uh, uh, no one's doxed us. Uh, has doxed us uh, as far as I know. Uh, next is uh, this one called My Child Doll. Not familiar with that one. Yeah, I don't remember this one either. Just look at so like a, a list. just look at a, a regular old doll to me with the button nose. Yeah. Next on the list though is the doll that took over the '80s, the Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, that's probably why we don't we never heard of uh, the My Child dolls because Cabbage Patch Kid and yeah just ruled. Uh, remember how I I mean we were really young, but I remember it was like they were like super hard to get like around Christmas time that year because. Everybody wanted one. It was like uh, that episode of The Office with the the princess dolls. Princess unicorn. That's it. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Yeah, princess unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> People hoarding them and then selling them, but you know, you, you had to put ads in the paper <laughs> or whatever. Uh, next is a la carte kitchen. Is this like a little kitchen cart? Oh yeah, okay, and they got the the forks and spoons and spatulas and little pots and pans and shit. Yeah. Oven on the bottom, you could roll it around, yeah. Next, moving on the list is My Little Pony. Smells like baloney. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my, my Little Pony's still popular right now. More in oh, cartoon yeah. as far as I know. Maybe toys, I don't know. My, my daughter doesn't have any My Little Pony. Uh, toys, but she's watched the cartoon uh, a few times. 
And then, of course, the bronies. The boys who like my little... Ah, you know, Bob's Burger uh, taught me what bronies were. Oh, geez. Uh, next up, the Fisher Price Roller Skate. Oh, yeah, those little plastic shits that went over your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why they, ever, they had a brake on the front of them. No one ever really went that fast in them. Next on this list is the Wuzzles. I remember them. They're like little monster stuff toys. I guess they had the cartoon. Huh, I don't remember them either. Next is Fashion Wheel. You know, I, I vaguely remember the commercials for these. I mean, it was basically like uh, paper dolls and you could dress them up. And the wheel, like, you know, you spun the wheel and, and it would give you a top and middle and then shoes. Or top and bottom and shoes. I think you can color them in because they were all like uh, um, black and white, you know, and, and then you can use your color pencils to color them. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm very sad. I remember all this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Right. Are they next to your micro machines too? <laughs> I thought you were moving on. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, next is the Fisher Price Garage. A nice little garage setup. Oh yeah, for the Fisher Price cars. Yeah. Cute. Very cute. Uh, next is the Space Hopper. Which is just like a, a goat-looking hippity-hop. A <laughs> goat-looking hippity-hop. Yeah, those big old balls, like the... Uh, that you can... Uh, you have handles and you just use them to bounce all over the place. Right. And then uh, the Matchbox Fade Boot. is a take on the old lady who lives in the shoe, I guess. Oh, yeah, I see that. But I'm, I don't even remember this, this toy. I don't. Well, this is a long list, so I gave you the 20, first 25 on the list. They're not ranked. Okay. So I will continue this list at another show. Right on. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. I'm scrolling through, and I, I remember a lot of these coming up. Some of these are, one of these is on Toy Story as well. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at, ooh, look at number 40. Fuck yeah. Nice. Ooh, number <laughs> 43, too. Damn, there's some good ones coming up. Wait till next week. Oh, shit. Fucking. All right. Uh, that's all I'll do. Great list. Thank you. Um, how's your beer treating you? Good. Good. I like it. All right. So we are going to rate our beers on Untapped right now. Um, like I said, just search Cold Brew Podcast and you'll find us and we'll find you. So uh, what'd you have again? I had Cave Dweller. Oh, that's right. Cave Dwelly. I mean Dweller. Oh, there's a bunch of... Oh, by Ghost Town. I see it. Because there's, there's quite a few Cave Dwellers, but... Uh, it's an IPL, according to Attapt. What would you like to rate this beer at? I'm making it a 3.5. Oh, very nice. All right. Uh, there's an overall rating right now of 3.81. You're giving it 3.5. And what notes would you like to leave for it? It's mosaic y. <laughs> mosaic. Hey, how do you spell that? Uh, mosaic y, yeah. Uh, crisp. Crisp. And light. Light. 
and save and check in. All right, so I had from our good friends at Abnormal Beer Company, Eddie's Last Shred. It's a uh, American style IPA. It's good. I uh, I'm gonna say it's great. I'm gonna give it a three seven five. I liked it, uh, but I didn't love it. You know what I mean? Um, back. Eddie's Last Shred. There it is. There's an overall rating right now of 4.14. Eh, I think it's a little too high. So I'm going to bump that down to 3.75. <clears throat> and I'm going to say um, it is sweet. It is sweet. It's, a little, it's got a little sweetness to it. And piney. That's it. Sweet and piney. Check it. How did this episode start again? I forget. Started. It started off. Didn't it start off with uh, with Luke looking at the map and looking at Driftmark, saying he he didn't want to become the the Lord of Driftmark and he's not a good sailor and all that stuff. Well, I don't want to be a pirate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The again, Luke. Uh, because he said it earlier, right? He said he didn't want to be. But the last time he said he didn't want to be uh king of Driftmark or prince of Driftmark, whatever it was, he. Right, it was it meant death or something like that. Well, yeah, like if he's the Lord, that means that you know, uh, his his uh, his grandfather's dead. Oh, okay, that that's what he meant. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah, so Rainier was was trying to tell him like, oh, you know, when I was your age, you know, I thought the same thing. I didn't think I was ready. You know, I'll get you ready. Basically, she was giving a pep talk, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Rainis, um, she uh, flew to Dragonstone. She fly or she sail? I forgot. But she got the she got the Dragonstone and to tell that uh, Rhaenyra and Damon that uh, Viserys had died. And Damon immediately thought that uh, he was uh, killed. That's just the uh, Damon's nature. Right. And that uh, Prince Aegon was. Uh, announced king of uh, yeah. of the realm. Let's see. Uh, and then after she, uh, she heard the news, uh, that's when Rhaenyra had a miscarriage. For uh, yeah, w- yeah would have been her daughter. Was one of, yeah, that was one of the the big differences in the uh, in in the story, the book, and the the show is like, uh, <laughs> and that's what makes it kind of. Uh, interesting like you know she knew her dad was dying but it was like the news of her dad dying mm-hmm. and the the news that he was usurped uh put her in a in a state where yeah she uh she miscarried and that was a pretty rough scene because she called her yeah. her two sons into the room while she was miscarrying right and I was like, "Holy shit!" But uh, you know, when I listened to the uh, the House of Dragon nerd channels, they said that she probably did that too because um, her mom died giving uh, birth. 
So right. she she didn't want to. Um, she wanted her sons to um, not witness her dying, but uh, she wanted to give them some last words of wisdom or whatever. That's how right. I took it anyway. And then uh, was it right then or? Uh, was it a couple scenes after that Sir Otto came to Dragonstone to present terms to Rhaenyra about bending the I think it was right? after. I think it was after because I think I think um, it was when Rhaenys had had a talk with her husband. Like the husband wanted to sit out and see what happened. But oh. Rhaenys reminded him of the family ties. Corliss, right? And yeah. Then, and then I think yeah it was the high tower scene and then i think the the valerian showed up to declare the, for the i think that's how it went yeah well right before that the but sir eric came in and crowned uh rhaenyra oh yeah that's the the the, the funeral mm-hmm. it was a funeral and then she was declared queen um which lends the name to the title of this episode the black queen because that's rhaenyra the black queen and then, uh, right. yeah, Rhaenys persuades uh, Lord Corlys to pledge uh, House Valerian's allegiance uh, to Rhaenyra's um, black faction. And but Damon, he's already like counting all the dragons, and uh, basically Damon's like, "Okay, we're going to war." And Rhaenyra's like, "Whoa, whoa hold on, hold on a second. I don't want to go to war. I don't want to be the the person that that starts a, the civil war um, because." He, Sir Otto, when when Sir Otto came, he gave her that that page out of the book from uh, one of the prior episodes about um, about the Dornish Queen, right? That who um, instead of going to war, uh, just said no, no war. I'll I'll just keep what I have and and I'm good. That, I'm, Is that I'm the pages? I thought the I thought the I, I know you're talking about Namiri, the Dor the the conqueror of Dorn. Yeah. But I thought it was about her and her thousand ships that conquered Dorn. You know? Well, yeah. Well, okay. Maybe it was after that that she then she burned all the ships, so she um, it would like assuage the rest of the the kingdom that she wasn't gonna do any more than what she already did, something like that, right? Okay. Yeah. There, I guess there's two different things. Uh, what the page actually said versus what they talked about and and who she is. I guess is, okay. is what I'm getting. See, it's like you're more into it than I am, so that that's what I got out of it. Okay. So so basically, it was like more like, hey, th this is where we're at. The, don't be the one to cause the war. And Rhaenyra uh, took that to heart because she still, I think, deep down, she still likes Allison. Right. Well, then she, you know, she said it too. She doesn't want to. She don't wasn't want to rule over Ash and Bone. You know, she's the protector right. of the realm. There you go. Not, not the, she's not. She's not there to reconquer it. Mm -hmm. no. Well, not yet, anyway. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. So like like we uh, like we said, Rhaenys persuades uh, Corlys to uh, pledge uh, pledge allegiance to Rhaenyra's uh, black faction, um, Prince. Uh, and then I think uh, uh, Jace and Luke um, kind of convince Rhaenyra to let them go and try to because basically now that there's uh, um, two factions, the green faction and the and the black faction. They're trying to get um, the rest of the land to back them in their claim so that they can uh, peacefully, anyway, um, get uh, like a majority of the Seven Kingdoms to 
say well is it the seven kingdoms yet or is it just like the the whole westeros it's it what six kingdoms oh six don't still not yeah okay all right but but just to to back up to back one ruler rather than uh the two different uh um claims so that one claim uh will acquiesce anyway so they're trying to get people on their side so Jason, Luke, um, they act as envoys to secure uh, houses. Um, Aaron, Stark, and Baratheon as allies. Uh, Lu- Lucerus meets with Lord uh, Boris Baratheon, and uh, Prince Aemon um, was already there because we saw when when Luke got there, um, we saw Vagar in the background, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's what some of the people saying like. If Luke gets there and sees Vagar there, he should know who's there and just take off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, he he promised his mom he was going to at least uh, try. So I, right. I think that's why he stayed and um, tried to convince uh, Boris Baratheon to, to join his side. Right. When he gets there, he uh, Aegon has offered Boros an alliance through marriage between uh, his daughter and Aemon. And so Boros uh, says, you know, can you do the same? And uh, Luke say, well, you know, I'm already betrothed, so no, I can't. And so yeah. Boris is like, well, you get the fuck out of here then, <laughs> right? Pretty much. Yeah. And and Aemon, uh, are still fucking sore, still bitter about the fucking pig thing, still wants to turn the screws into Luke. Also makes some uh, some snide remarks to Luke, right? And Luke's like, I'm not right. here to fight. Right. And because Rhaenyra specifically told Luke and Jace. You are not there to fight. Do not fight. All you're doing is there to talk and get out of there. Right. He made him, she made him swear on the Bible. Yeah. The, the seven, seven yeah. The seven, uh, seven God's book or whatever. Right. And then uh, he chases a, a Luke out of there. So Luke leaves on his dragon. And then Aemon starts chasing him on his dragon. But then they both lose control of both of the dragons. And then Vagar. Um, pretty much chomps uh, Luke and his dragon, and that that's pretty much what starts the civil war. Because news gets back to Rhaenyra, and Rhaenyra goes from like, "Oh, I don't want to, you know, cause, you know, I don't want to be the queen of Ash and Bone," to let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely that. that that's that's the first act of war in this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that that's I mean there, there's there's a lot more nuance there's a lot more um, stories going on stories within stories the uh, the whole Damon thing and um, Rhaenys and um, Alicent and all that stuff but basically what it boils down to what started Rhaenyra's wanting to go to war is because uh, Aemon killed Luke with the their dragons. I don't know. I, I I I thought the very end, the, the last scene where Rhaenyra like was, she didn't really say anything. All she did was like kind of like, she almost doubled over in front of the fire, but she you know she held her composure and then turned around and looked right at the camera. I'm like, that was pretty menacing. That was <laughs> that was a pretty uh, scary look that she gave the camera. Yeah, yeah, that was a, uh, it was very uh, you know very good body language acting. You know the the reaction acting. You know and. Great, great performance in that too. But I thought, I thought a lot more was done with that than possibly, you know, a, a dialogue between her and Damon. Yeah, 
I think or, so. Or, you know, it could have been a short dialogue where she just started saying, no, war, you know, war, or no. Mm-hmm. Or, we, you know, I will kill them all or something like that, you know. Yeah, or like, you know, are you ready now? <laughs> like, I've been saying this all along. Now are you ready? So you think there's only, only going to be four seasons? Or are they going to try to drag it out for a couple more? You know, here's the thing, because there's a lot of there's a lot of fights, and there's a lot of people that are still involved that haven't been brought in. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, and people are saying it, and I guess I could attest to this too, because I, 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 yeah, I don't know how much actual acting they could get out of this versus how much acting yeah. they could get out of it, or they they plan to, because you know the. The whole CGI and dragons is, is a huge chunk of the budget too, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, yeah. and, and just prepping for that. And then too, you know, the, the, uh, the next season is not going to be for until, uh, 2024. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard that. I've also heard like, yeah. Um, but people are saying it might be middle of 2024 as well. I'd be like the, the middle of the year, not not the end so you know you're, you're looking at anywhere from from yeah from like 18 months to yeah 20 months or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah it's kind of like what they want to refine and, and and do that i mean they can do it in uh in four seasons although you know there's gonna be a, a huge time time rush to it and like Okay, it's Game of Thrones. A lot of people die. It's kind of like when they want to kill them off, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I heard there's no, there's not going to be any more like uh, time gaps though. So like all the actors and that that are in it now are going to be the same ones. So they're not going to be new uh, Rhaenyra's and Alicent's anymore. Oh yeah, yeah that's good. So that's good. So, yeah, it's going to be. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited now. I'm I'm excited about the whole. Song of Ice and Fire, uh, House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, whatever you want to call it, the George R. R. Martin uh, world. I'm excited about it again, and I didn't—I didn't ever think I was going to be after the uh, the last season of Game of Thrones, the last season and right. a half, really. No, I get you. So I'm—I'm I'm excited again. I'm—I still don't have a favorite character like I did in, in Game of Thrones, but um, maybe maybe I will next season. Who knows? Right. So. Good shit. One of the you best know, shows too, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder too if if this if this uh, series came out first, what people would think. You know what I mean? Mm. If there was no Game of Thrones and they did this and then they did Game of Thrones. That's a very good point. I, I don't know. I mean, that's one of those uh, we'll never know. All right, uh, moving right along. One more thing I want to bring up before we uh, end the show. Unless you got something else. Uh, so we're recording this on a Sunday Sunday night. Usually we, we do it on a, a Saturday. So um, we're able to talk a little bit of football, what happened in week eight of the NFL. Uh, more specifically, our team, our beloved 49ers, because they go into bye week next week. After the week before when they got crushed by the Chiefs, now... The Chiefs crushed like a lot of teams, so I didn't take it too hardly. Like I didn't think it was the end of the world when we lost, but it still kind of hurt. 
Um, but the fact that we came back and we we smoked the the Rams again, <laughs> it just it's it's felt so fucking good, right? Oh, definitely, definitely a, a get right game for sure. Yeah, thirty one fourteen, and and uh, Christian McCaffrey is already paying dividends. I mean, knock on wood, he don't get hurt because I mean that's his mo usually, but. Maybe it's because, you know, one of uh, our buddy Big Ed in bed, uh, we were texting um, towards the end of the game. And maybe and one of the a thought that occurred to me was maybe the fact that he got hurt all the time was because he had a high us- high usage rate in Carolina. And maybe in the, the 49ers uh, um, scheme, especially when Debo gets back, um, he won't be as used as much, so he won't have to get the abuse that he used to get. Is, do you think that's uh, plausible, or is he just unlucky? He's just one of those uh, guys that get hurts, gets hurt a lot. Yeah, well, if you go back, this is his fifth year in the league. Yeah. Is it fifth year or sixth year? I don't know. I'm going off what you anyway. say. Okay, the thing is, he was hurt the last two seasons, but he had three healthy seasons. So, yeah, it, it could be a little bit of unluckiness. Um, and and then, at the same time, I get what you're saying. The the uh, the, the wear and tear of being basically the only offensive weapon on the team to, to get to get you beat up like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully with the fact that he's just there, yeah, they, they can spread it around more, you know. Um, and... You know, granted, he's he is a great option when they do go to him, and and sometimes the the surprise option like his receiving touchdown. I mean, that was just a little radic, you know, random. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a fucking awesome catch, even for a receiver. Right, that was like a little backyard football type of uh, mm-hmm. Im- uh, improv, but broken play. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, no, he he's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna line up the you know in the backfield and and take it between the tackles 25 times a game. He's just not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and me, you could throw to him, man. That's one thing that that they lacked. A lot. Even though they had, like, Mostert was really good and, and Mitchell's really good, they they don't have the same uh, receiving talents well, that uh, CMC has. <clears throat> right, and in, in an open field uh, ability. Yeah. Also, let's not fail to mention, he was the first one, I think they said since 2005, to run for a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and throw a touchdown. Right. And only 10 other players in the NFL have ever done it in the entire existence of the NFL. Yeah. That's what okay. they said on uh, on on Red Zone anyway. He said that. I don't know. I, I didn't verify. I just thought it was... Uh, they they seem to know what they're talking about uh, on on red zone. They they do their research. I get you. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, man. They get it right every now. And then. <laughs> like, uh, did you know it had the Panthers won? Oh man, the fucking game, the fucking Panthers, dude. I had some money on them. Um, had the Panthers won, they would have been three and five, tied with the uh, like all the other teams in the AFC, in the NFC South, and they would have been first place at three and five. Nice. But the uh, uh, the the Falcons won, and so I think they're four and four, and now they're they're in first place right now at four and four. Not that that's any much better than three and five, but 
I can't say anything. The 49ers are 4-4, four four, right? Niners are 4-4, four four, yeah. Yeah, did the... the uh, are 5-3. Okay, Seahawks, yeah. So the Seahawks are in first place right now. By, by one game, though. Not the game. Yeah, they're, they're not running away with it. We, we already beat them, so we beat them once. Yeah, that's why it's the half game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. <laughs> no, because it is because as soon as we, well, because as soon as we uh, tie their record, we 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 take first. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they go on a bye week and we get a win. It's yeah, we we got the tiebreaker. I get it. I got you. All right, man. Um, anything else you'd like to add to this episode? No, cool. No, hope everyone has a had by this time had a uh, safe Halloween. Oh yeah, be careful. It's like the number one night people get run over in the U.S. Fucking scary as shit, man. I I didn't had no idea until like uh, a week ago when I read that. I'm like, really? Fuck. Gotta watch out for my kid. Luckily, her neighborhood's not very uh, not heavily traffic traffic. Is that a word? Traffic. I think so. All right. All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. Spirit supernatural, shy, what's all the fuss? The bags of bones seem so unsafe, it's semi serious. Spooky, scary skeletons are silly all the same. The smile and scrabbles slowly by and drug you so insane.